Okay. All right, let's see where we left off at. Oh. Oh. We're, like I said, we're going through, uh, we're going through Chronicles here. Chronicles, let's just do this just a moment here. Bring this up. Hang on. It's like the index of your Bible. And the cool thing about your Bible, and it, over time, sometimes you, you might not realize it. Well, that's right. You're, our, the cool part about our stuff is now some people say, I heard somebody this week saying, you know, because somebody mentioned something about the resurrection. Oh, they were just didn't want to, they didn't want to be buried in a coffin. So people start talking about, I'm going to be cremated. I'm going to do this. And then when somebody spoke about something, they go, well, the religion about the resurrection. And I thought, it's more than a religion. It's a fact. It so impacted history, Jesus' resurrection, that the doggone calendar got named after that. I mean, it's B.C. It's not before the common era. That's what they tried to say. Oh, it's before the common era. No, it's before Christ. A.D. is what? After death. You know, I mean, you know, be able to get away from that. My degree in my office from Samford University says in the year of our Lord, you know, 1982, you know. And even if I didn't know, I'd be like, why do they say in the year of our Lord? History was impacted all this. Anyway, so... Real quick, Genesis, the word means beginning. And they don't play around. When you read it, you're like, wow. They, they assume this stuff happened. Yeah. Well, Jesus said in the beginning he made a male and female. He didn't say, well, in the beginning, you know, it was a little bit of bacteria, a big bang. <laughs> Clock started ticking when this goes back that way. There's so many signs out. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. It doesn't say the heavens declare that it was a big bang. <laughs> no. We're on a timeline. And you can actually go back and watch this timeline straight across. And right now, we're, we're bumping right at uh, 6,000 years. 4,000 years before Jesus and 2,000 years on this side. And if we stick our head in the sand uh, and start, you know, you can go up on top of Green Mountain. There's fossils everywhere. Dead things don't leave a fossil. It has to have pressure and weight and whatever and a disaster. we got fossils that are giving birth, you know. Till they got killed, you know, whatever. We got dinosaurs that got raccoons on the inside of them. So you'll see there's no transitional fossils. But anyway, there's a lot of things. Uh, the gravitational force of the, of the earth right now, is, ladies, we're getting lighter, you know. We're losing that. And you can clock that. If it was, see, if, if, if you clock that gravitational force, remember we have iron in our bodies? Well, this planet, this planet, so it's been around here for, you know, let's just say 70 million. That's not enough. That's between the dinosaurs, they say, which were not true. But anyway, you back up and say, well, it's the, the planet, we're, we're, we're looking, the whole thing, we think it's about, you know, they, they're up to now 20 billion. If you do that clockwork back, that iron would rip out of your body just at 70,000 years, you know. I mean, 70, 70 million years, whatever. Gee, it won't work. We still got the same comets. Comets cannot survive, guess what, 10,000 years. At max, 100,000. we got the same ones. What's up with that? We're on safe ground, praise the Lord. The, all these things you can look up yourself. The rings of Saturn, they're expanding. We're losing the moon. Don't worry. Not in our lifetime, but it's getting further and further out. But if you do the math, it would have the moon rolling around the earth. There's no way. There's no way. Just a lot of cool things. Somebody's dead wrong, but we don't believe this is dead wrong. So anyway, the book of Genesis lays out history perfectly. Exodus, ex well, that's that Pharaoh stuff, yeah. But guess what? At the tail end of Genesis, that's where they all were. Joseph, coat of many colors, they were down there. But finally there was a Pharaoh that did not know Joseph, and that's when it all starts. So anyway, then you have uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. This is on the way to the promised land because they, by golly, they got out. They got out. Anyway. 
Joshua, they took over the promised land, just like the Lord said. They had a little delay there, remember? We can't go into promised land. There's giants out there. And God said, okay. <laughs> Got you this far? Forget it then. 40 years, you're going to wander around. But the Lord was right. After 40 years, they marched right back. And if you'll go back and look at Deuteronomy, I wish I learned this in the Baptist church. The, the, Deuteronomy, chapter, it's the Gettysburg Address. I didn't know that. Look at this just a moment. Remember, Moses couldn't go in. That's what's so cool about our Bible. You'd think if it was one man wrote it, he'd be, hey, I'm such a hot shot. I'm Mo, Moses. He couldn't go in. He pleaded with the Lord, let me go in. God said, no, you're not going. Look at that. The speech was given on February 15th, 14 years after the people left Mount Horeb. Richard, I never read that. Well, put it in the King James. Look at what it says. It came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according to all the Lord had given him the commandment unto them. Okay. Wow. So just because somebody goes in there and says, hey, what does that mean? Because they're trying to read this to somebody. It's the same thing. It's easy. So that's what it was. All right, but anyway, so there, that, was a, uh, <clears throat> that was the speech the whole thing was. And if you go all the way, let's just look real quick. Look at the very tail end of this. Moses passes away. This is the end of it. He's just recapping history right here. Eh, hang on a second. Let's speed just a little bit. I flipped the, flipped the channel too quick, didn't I? Here we go. Here we go. Whoops, there's Joshua. So let's go. notice after the death of Moses, that's Joshua chapter 1. Boy, they went into the promised land. But anyway, Moses climbed to the plains, uh, whatever, Deuteronomy 34. He got on top of this mountain there, and the Lord pointed out to him the promised land. Now, remember, he ultimately got to go because when Jesus was standing on the Mount of Transfiguration, when all of a sudden he started glowing, Moses shows up, Elijah shows up. And the Lord showed him all that land right there. Look at that. He said, I promised it to Abraham and Isaac to give it to him. He said, now you've seen it, but you're not going to enter it. So Moses, uh, let's see, I skipped it. So Moses, the disciple of the Lord, he died in the land of Moab. Now, you know, if all this stuff was fairy tales and whatever, you know, remember, he was 120 years old. This is neat. When you read this, you'll think it's supposed to be you. His eyesight was perfect, and he was strong as a young man. Now, I know we're getting older, but hang in there. Glory to God. Lord, I help you with, you, with, your, with your sight and everything about yourself. Remember in the New Testament, we have, it's like in, uh, oh, it's not Jude. Oh, it could be. But anyway, remember the Bible says that uh, even uh, uh, Michael didn't argue with uh, Satan over the body of Moses. Ah, it's the fairy tale. No, it's not fair. The Bible assumes we know all this stuff. So anyway, so here we go. So that's the tail end of, that's the end of, you got Moses right there. And then you got Joshua. They got the promised land. Oh, fantastic. Well, what happened here? <laughs> they lost it once after they had it for about, you know, 45, 50 years. And God told them you're going to lose. You start worshiping idols, downhill. Judges comes on the scene. The very start of Judges, it's like the tail end of, well, it is. Joshua's still around and, and everything's going great. But as soon as the people that was associated with Joshua, as soon as they died, man, everybody started worshiping images, idols, and stuff. Ruth is a little story all by himself. It's perfectly planted right here. She had gone off to the land of the Moabites. Ain't nothing going on in Israel. I'm going to get out of here. Her sons wind up getting killed, so she's disheartened. She comes back to Israel. Some people were still living for the Lord. That's how she wound up marrying uh, Boaz. Not Boaz, but uh, yeah, it was Boaz. Anyway, so, and she winds up being what? She's great-grandmother to David. So that gives you a time frame here, and that puts you right here at 1 Samuel. And that's where, by the 17th chapter, David's on the scene. 
And then it's all David all the way through 2 Samuel. But now watch this. We, kings is a recap of this too. Same thing. It's all the kings of Israel, starting with who? Saul, then David, then Solomon. Now, look at this just a second. Chronicles is a great historic book here. Look how they start. Now, they pick up with David too after about chapter 14. The earliest generations of mankind in our fake fable stuff. No, it's not fake fables. Whoever got involved in this one said it was Adam, Seth, Enish. Man, here they are. Wow. Wow. Okay. So we got all the way to 2 Chronicles because there was two volumes. We're used to that. The Bible's no different than the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. We know what's going on here. So when we got to 2 Chronicles, we were, uh, we got to about, let's go to about, we're at 25 is where we're at. We'll pick up here. Oh, uh, let's see who just passed away. Let's see. Amaziah passed away. And the Amazites back up just a little bit. Little Joash, remember that? He was seven years old. His, oh, whatever. His, his grandmother had killed all her brothers, but they hid him in the temple. All of a sudden, boy, I tell you what, the priest Jehoiada and those men got together, and boy, they got rid of Athaliah, didn't they? Joash did a pretty good job there toward the end, then he kind of fell for some bad leaders, whatever. So here we are. We're going to pick up and... At Amaziah here. <clears throat> Remember, we're all, we hear in the New Testament the kingdom of God, and they're looking for the Messiah. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for this descendant of David. Well, ultimately, it was Jesus, of course. So watch what this guy did. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years. See how you do the math? So that's a history statement. It's not like, well, let's, let's just... Uh, this happened. They had actual records. David had his own historian, had his own chaplain, secretary, all these military people. So let's watch them. His mother's name was uh, Jehoadan, a native of Jerusalem. No, there's no place called it Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, there is, too. We got all these facts. Remember, all these guys were buried in the royal cemetery. So if you ever get to go over to Jerusalem, you ought to ask somebody, hey, where's the royal cemetery at? They say, it's over here, da 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 You can take a tour and whatever. Anyway, he did what was right. Look at this. He did what was right, but sometimes resented it. Wow. When he was well established as the new king, he executed the men that had assassinated his dad. That was in the previous chapter. However, he didn't kill their children, but followed the commandment of the Lord written in the law of Moses. Now, well, that's good. So this guy had been reading his Bible going, eh, he's supposed to just because their daddy did something. I'm not going to execute their kids. Uh, that the fathers shall not die for the children's sins, nor the children for the fathers. No, everyone must pay for his own sins. So this is not a mythological story here and saying, hey, I got my little text here. One day you're going to pay for your sins. Man, we already know that. And we can't pay for them, can we? Jesus paid for them. Thank God. And besides that, there was a daily sacrifice in the Old Testament. There was a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. If you were near the temple, you saw the smoke. And when you saw the smoke, you think, praise God. Hallelujah. And if you knew you blew it, you took a lamb. But once a year, you took a lamb to the Passover and say, hey, it's for my family. What are you going to do with that lamb? Well, it's the Passover. Well, what did you do wrong? Um, plenty, you know. Anyway, another thing Amaziah did was to organize the army, assigning leaders to each clan of, uh, from Judah and Benjamin. Remember now, this is, uh, oh, this is, uh, the SEC's been split up here. The children of Israel, you know, you got ten, I mean, 12 tribes. And 10 of them are worshiping a moo over the hill. They're worshiping a cow over in Samaria. But this is Judah and Benjamin. Okay, so when you see the word Israel, they'll be talking about that other bunch. And boy, the Lord's hot at that group. He didn't want, he didn't want, he didn't want this king, in a minute you'll see, having anything to do with Israel because they're worshiping that doggone cow. Throwing their kids to the fire, all that kind of stuff. 
Well, he took a census and he found he had an army of 300,000 men, 20 years and older. Look at these facts we can get. So you said, hmm, you know, I tell you what, I know some numbers on our military. and We're, we're pushing like a, a half a million and stuff. So, wow, that's a pretty good sized group. Okay, highly trained and highly skilled in the use of spear and sword. Sword. He also paid, now here's, this is cool, watch this. Now this is King Azariah, okay? He's doing a pretty good job, but he's, you'll see some mistakes he makes. And then a big blunder. And it's all about trusting the Lord daily. You know, what are we going to do? That's where we have to watch it, even in our society. We're, we're real smart, which is great. We've got a lot of doctors. We've got a lot of engineers. We've got a lot of this and a lot of that, whatever. But we're still people. We still need the Lord. And see, some people argue, well, yeah, but God gave you a brain, see, and, and God gave you a doctor, see, and oh, well, then we just throw out trusting the Lord. Man, if you've got to go have surgery, you need to be praying, praise the Lord. You have no idea. That doctor may be having girlfriend troubles. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. You know, you might, he might start having shake problems or whatever, and well, no, it's the holy doctors. They're not that holy. They're doing the best they can, praise the Lord. But you should remember to always trust the Lord, big, small, whatever's going on. I bought a brand new car. I'll never have any trouble. We'll see you on the side of the road. That's why you need to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He'll take care of your car, your motors and everything. No, I got, a, I got AAA. <laughs> see how easy it is not to trust the Lord? I got warranty after warranty. Well, yeah, but you still got people after people, you know. Anyway, so he organized the army. Good deal. Great. Now look at this. He also paid... 200,000 to hire 100,000 experienced mercenaries from, uh-oh, from Israel. That's why it's important to know, oh, wait, Israel's the Lord's people. They were, and they're still the descendants of Abraham, but they're worshiping a cow over there. Ten whole tribes are worshiping a cow at Samaria. Okay? Only David's descendants are on the throne at Judah and Benjamin. And that's because what? Okay, he had Saul was the first king. David's the second king. He had everybody together. Saul did too. Solomon had everybody together. The whole SEC was together. All of Israel was together. But then Rehoboam came on the scene and he said, ha, ha. He acted like a jerk. And he wasn't worshiping the Lord. And he lost the rest of his nation. It's like the United States. We got two states. We'll just say Alabama and Mississippi. And the rest of it doing something else. I like the SEC better. Okay, here we go. But a prophet arrived with this message from the Lord. Sir, don't hire troops from Israel. For the look of that, the Lord is not with them. Now, wait just a second. Yeah, but I love the Lord, Richard. Yeah, you should remember you're more than a conqueror. The Lord is with you. So don't talk yourself out of it on the way to work every day. Just thank the Lord that he's with you. Here, let's keep going. Now, watch this. The Lord's not with him. And what does he say do? This is so cool. You ever lost any money on a bad deal? Watch this. If you let them go with your troops to battle, look at that. You're going to be defeated no matter how well you fight. For God has power to help or frustrate. Ooh. Well, you never know what God's going to do. Yes, you do. He's going to frustrate those guys, but not you. Look at that. The king says, but the money. Now, how much was it? 200000 what will I do about that? Look what the prophet said. He didn't say, well, hang on. Let me see. If, oh, let me tune in the Lord here. Oh, let me see. What is it? No, this is a standard answer. The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Don't ever worry about the money. Remember, Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon or money. Wow. Don't need to be worried about it. God will get it to you. So anyway, look what happened. So Amaziah, he's the king. He sent him home. Boy, that ticked them off. To Ephraim. Now remember, Ephraim is one of Abraham's kids. It's a tribe. A bunch of them. Thousands of them. Okay. 
which made them very angry. <sighs> Just because they're Baptist don't mean me Methodists don't know what we're doing. That's what they were mad at. Amaziah took courage and he led his army to the Valley of Salt. Boy, he killed 10,000 men from Sierra. Look at that. He didn't need those mercenaries, did he? Another 10,000 were taken alive and he just kind of shoved them off the cliff there. You say, God, that's, I, I can't believe, that's not a very Christian thing to do. Now, wait a minute. These guys here are killing Israelites. They're killing their babies. They're worshiping, I mean, they're, they're worshiping where you just take your kids and burn them in the fire. They were getting rid of it. Anyway, meanwhile, the army of Israel that had been sent home raided several cities of Jews. Well, that's nice. That's their own brothers. Yeah, they're fighting among themselves. Isn't that what it is? So they, in the cities of Judah, in the vicinity of Beth Horon, towards Samaria, we know that place, killing 3,000 people and carrying off great quantities of booty. Gee. Well, see what happened. Well, when King Amaziah returned from the slaughter of the Edomites, watch this. He brought with him the, the idols... Now, you think how stupid this is. No, watch. It's better than that. He took the idols taken from the people of Sarah. He set them up as gods. And he bowed before them. And burned incense to them. Oh, that's blasphemy. Now, let's get the story. It's not just blasphemy and stuff. Look how stupid it was. Here's what he says. This made the Lord very angry. The Lord sent him a prophet. Now, look what the prophet said. Why have you worshipped gods? Look at that. Who couldn't even save their own people from you? How stupid is that? Now, what do we get from this? Wait a minute. The Lord will save you. Psalms is full of 150 psalms, and they're all about temporary problems. They're not talking about heaven. There's hardly any of them are talking about heaven. It's your life's daily problems. That's what the word salvation is referring to. And that's the reason today, if you raise your kids telling, telling them that Jesus doesn't do anything today, they're going to find something, whether it's a horoscope or something else or tea leaves or whatever. They'll, they'll find something. My lucky rabbit's foot. I always thought it was funny. I was watching the A-Team one time, and uh, you know Murdoch had a lucky rabbit's foot. And B.A., who's a bad attitude, it was so funny, he goes, you think that's going to bring you good luck? He says, he said, what did it do for the rabbit? <laughs> I thought that was funny. So the rabbit lost his foot over it. I mean, come on. So that's what he did here. He says, yeah, why have you worshipped gods that can't even save their own people? But see, we have God in the box today. I don't want to bother God. Yes, you do. Psalm 50 declares the whole earth. Psalm 50, the Lord calls the whole earth together and says, I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to call upon me when you're in trouble. I get it. That's right. I, I just, I got so many praise reports because I, it's like we're supposed to pray about everything. Ask the Lord's help. Anyway, since you've asked, since, uh, since when have you asked? No, this is what the king said. He's mad. And when I ever asked for your advice, be quiet, for I have you killed. Boy, the prophet left with his parting warning. Look at that. I know God is determined to destroy you because you've worshipped these idols. Well, that's what Moses said. Well, the Lord told him, man, yeah, the day you start worshipping idols, you're going to lose your rear end. And that's what happened. Uh, King Amaziah of Judah now took the advice of his counselors, mistake, and declared war on King Joash of Israel. Remember, that's the other SEC. King Joash replied with a parable. Look what he says. Out of Lebanon, the mountains, a thistle demanded of the cedar tree. Hey, give me your daughter in marriage to my son. Just then a wild animal came by and stepped on the thistle. <laughs> you know, basically crushing it. You're very proud about your conquest of Edom. But my advice is for you to stay home and uh, don't meddle with me lest you and all Judah get badly crushed. Well, remember Amaziah, he's like, hey, I can take you, buddy. Uh, but Amaziah, look at that, he wouldn't listen, for God was arranging to destroy him. For Look at that, worshiping the gods of Edom. I wonder what God's arranging to destroy you over. He's not. 
We're not leaving Jesus. We love Jesus. Wow. You know, Jesus said, the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come so you might have life and have it more abundantly. Anyway, boy, their armies met at Beth Shemesh in Judah, and Judah was defeated and his army fled home. Remember the historians writing all this down. That's why we have it. King Joash of Israel, boy, he captured and defeated King Amaziah of Judah, took him as a prisoner to Jerusalem. So now they took over their home base. Oh, great. King Joash ordered 200 yards of the wall of Jerusalem to be dismantled. Boy, the wall's going up and down, isn't it? The gate of Ephraim to the corner gate. He carried off all the treasures and the gold bowls from the temple as well as the treasures of the palace. Look at that. Now remember, he's taking stuff out. He's supposed to be, he's supposed to know. Now don't mess with the temple. That's God's stuff. Well, he don't care. Watch what happens. That's why all this stuff just points to knowing this actually happened. He took the hostages. Remember, they just like taking over the north and south. Our brothers fought in the Civil War. These were brothers. Anyway, he returned back to Samaria. Samaria. However, King Amaziah, the king of, Ju- uh, whatever, king of Judah, lived on for 15 more years after the death of King Joash of Israel. The complete biography, the fable and everything. No, look what it says. The complete biography of King Amaziah. It's written in the annals of the kings of Judah. That's probably first and second kings. This account includes a report of Amaziah turning away from the Lord. That's what caused him to bite the dust but how the people conspired against him in Jerusalem and how he fled to Lachish, but they went on after him and they killed him there. And they brought him back on horses and buried him in the royal cemetery. That's why we have records. Okay, we'll just do one more chapter here. Watch this. Look at this. The king of Judah was now crowned 16-year-old. Well, by golly, I've heard of him. Yeah. As their new king. Now, hold up just a minute. Uzziah. Yeah. Oh, he's a good one, too. Hold on just a second. Let's take a look. We're at 26. Let's go to Isaiah. Look at this. This is how you... The, the Bible's not something that, oh, it's just too hard. No. That's the reason it's going to be hard to take stuff in Isaiah and understand what's going on if you don't go back over and read. Oh, let's see. Who was king over here? So anyway, Isaiah, son of Amos, in the visions he saw during the reigns of King Uzziah. Mm-hmm. King Jotham, he's the next one. King Ahaz, and then King Hezekiah. These, actually, this guy, and this guy, and this guy. This guy was, just read it for yourself. But anyway, in these messages, God showed what was going to happen to Judah and Jerusalem in the days ahead. Not way, way ahead, although we do have 53 talking about Jesus. He was, you know, you know, by his stripes were healed and all that kind of good stuff. Now, just keep that thought just a moment. Let's go over here and look at the first of, let's pick another one here. That's Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. Look at Hosea. Look at this. These are the messages to Hosea during the reigns of, oh, I get it. Yeah, you, it's easier than you think. Uzziah, yeah, that's the king we're just fixing to read about. Just two chapters worth. Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Wow. And as you keep going across these other books, you'll see the same thing. Oh, uh, let's pick another one here. Let's see, that was, let's do Zechariah here. Well, Haggai, hey, hey, I think Haggai's got, oh, uh, yeah, look at this. This prophet who delivered to Zerubbabel, see, he was governor of Judah. That's after they lost their kingdoms in Nebuchadnezzar, and they came back. Oh, there's King Darius. Remember that? Okay. Let's look at, oh, let me back up one. Let's do, let's do Micah. Just say, I think Micah says the same thing. Uh, yeah, look at that. Oh, by golly, look at that. So this guy was alive during the time. He's like, remember the, in, when King Ahaz was, he spent all that money on those mercenaries, and this guy says, why did you do that? That's what these guys were. Okay. 
Anyway, so during the, Micah, okay, who loved the town of uh, who lived in the town of Moresh during the reigns of King Jotham, King Ahaz, King Hezekiah, all the days of the king. These messages, so he wrote down his messages. Good for the goose, good for the gander. Okay, so let's go back. Now we know. So here we are. We're, we're going to close out here. Let's see. Second Chronicles. Let's do. We're doing twenty six. So now we got this guy named uh, oh oh uh, Uzziah there. I meant to get one more. Hold on just a second. Let's go to big old Isaiah because we've already heard that Isaiah was, um, watch this. Mm, long about, yeah, look at that. The year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And we, sometimes we sing a song, I saw the Lord, I saw that he was high and lifted up in his throne, or whatever, he filled the temple. Notice this, look at this. We ever heard this kind of stuff before? In the book of Revelation, heaven's the same. Whoever sees it, sees the same thing. Ezekiel saw the same thing. Hovering about him were mighty six-winged angels of fire. Well, these angels are encamped about you and me. Boy, they're, ooh, they're on our side. With two wings, they cover their faces. Same thing Ezekiel and Revelation said. Two things, they cover their feet. And two, they flew. And all. Can you guess it? What did they sing? Holy, holy, holy. Yeah, same stuff. Your Bible's not that big. It's just, it's designed. We got pressure here in this earth. Don't ever read the Bible. No, 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 no. Don't read it. It's too hard to understand. Oh, it's too easy is what it is. It's really great. All right, here we go. So now here we go. So now we got Uzziah. Oh, uh, 26. Is that what we said? Yeah. Here we go. Let's go through it. 23 verses. Oh, it takes forever. Nah. Even as much as I ramble, we'll fly through it. 16 years old. Boy, how'd you like to have a 16-year-old running the country? <laughs> God. Well, it makes a difference when they love the Lord. Watch this. After his papa's death, that was Amaziah, he rebuilt the city of Eleth and restored it to Judah. Now remember, his daddy was worshiping those idols that couldn't even save anybody else. In all, he reigned, look at that, 52 years he logged in. Boy, put 52 to 16, what do you got? Wow. His mother's name was Jokaliah from Jerusalem. He followed in the footsteps of his father Amaziah and was in general a good king in the Lord's sight. We'll just leave it like that and we'll never find out what he did. No, we got the details. Let's just see what he did. And we'll keep on track like that. Now, Zechariah, guess what? He was a priest or whatever. Okay, he, I think he was high priest. He was alive. While he was alive, Uzziah was always eager to please God. Zechariah was a man who had special revelations from God. And as long as the king followed the paths of God, look at that. Duh. He prospered and God blessed him. You want to lose that? Well, you just go, by golly, go live your own life and forget Jesus. For, just skip Christmas. Skip Thanksgiving. Don't be thankful. I'm not going to be thankful. I'm a self-made man. God made me brilliant. Oh, brother. You ever read Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo? You ought to read that next chapter, chapter after the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar pulled that same thing. He, and, even, and the Lord told him too. He sent a guy in. Oh, it sent Daniel. So he had a dream again. And he didn't understand what it was. And Daniel came in. I can tell you what it is. And this is so funny. Daniel said, I wish this was for anybody but you. See, he liked Nebuchadnezzar. He liked him. Anyway, Nebuchadnezzar said, well, thanks. And Nebuchadnezzar got big-headed. I'm such a hot dog. And he lost his mind because he thought it was all about him. But he got it all back. He got his kingdom back. And this is a Philistine. Why is it so important that we know about a Philistine? Because he loved the Lord. He came back. It's like he sent out a mass email. 
in Daniel chapter 5. You ought to read that story. Fascinating story. He said, by golly, I got my kingdom back because the Lord gave it back to me. He acted like, remember the story? He acted like he was a goat. I mean, not a goat, but an ox out in the field eating grass. Everybody said, he's lost his mind. And he did. Well, that's what happened to all of us if we decide, hey, I don't need the Lord. I'm not talking about, well, I ain't been to church in 10 years. That's got nothing to do with it. Do you still love the Lord, you know? Abraham never went to church. There was no church. He declared war on the Philistines and captured the city of Gath. Remember, he's, this guy's blessed. He broke down its walls. Also, those of Jabna and Ashdod. Boy, he built a new cities in Ashdod area and the parts of the Philistine country. God helped him, not only with his wars against the Philistines, but also in his, ballads, his battles with the Arabs of Gerbael and there's wars with the Mennonites. Now, you can go back and look at World War I and World War II and some other skirmishes that we've had after that, and our nation's blessed because we love the Lord. You couldn't go on that battlefield without there were chaplains everywhere. Anyway, let's keep reading. Uh, here we go. The Ammonites paid annual tribute to him, and his fame spread even to Egypt. He was very powerful. He got lucky. No, we just read what he did. He loved the Lord. He built fortified towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and the valley gate and the turning of the wall. He also constructed forts in the Najib and made many water reservoirs. Wow. Oh, wait, we ain't near done. Watch this. Praise the Lord. For he had great herds of cattle out in the valley and in the plains. He was a man who loved the soil and had many farms and vineyards, both on the hillside and in the fertile valleys. So he was a gardener type guy. Look at that. He organized his army into regiments to which men were drafted under quotas set by somebody they had to make up because it never happened. No, we got the details. Jael, the secretary of the army and his assistant, Maciah. The commander in chief was General Hananiah. How do they know all this stuff? 2,600 brave clan leaders commanded these regiments. Wow. The army consisted of 307,500 all elite troops. Wow. Look at that. We're almost done. Uzziah issued them shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and slingshots. And he produced engines of war. Look at that. Uh, it's not Christian-like. I have a problem. I can't work at PM Helicopter because I'm a Christian. The Lord is going to descend on a white horse with a sword. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not bowing my knee and letting people take over this place. Book of Romans says that he doesn't bear the sword in vain. Talking about officers and stuff like that. Whatever. So many other things. Anyway. Engines of war manufactured at Jerusalem. Invented by, look at this, brilliant men. Look at, look at this. To shoot arrows and huge stones from towers and battlements. Praise the Lord for defense. Glory to God. So he became very famous. Why? He was lucky. Mm -mm. The Lord helped him. Wonderfully. Until he was very powerful. Well, you can see what happened next. Okay, he's going to pull a Nebuchadnezzar here. God, we always have to watch out for that. Just be thankful. If you do, and that's why it's good practice. When Thanksgiving rolls around, and don't, and, don't, and don't thank other people. Thank the Lord. I mean, you can thank other people, but remember, it's the Lord. Anyway. But he became very proud and corrupt. Look what he did. He sinned against the Lord by entering the, into the forbidden sanctuary of the temple and personally burning incense on the altar. You weren't supposed to go in the holy place. Now, remember, it's laid out in Hebrews. Now we can. We come boldly to the throne of grace. But back then, it was, it was to show you that you can't. Moses didn't invent this. The Lord had set it up that way. The high priest went in once a year. This brilliant guy, well, he was for a while till he got big-headed. I'm such a cool guy. He, see, he, got, he obviously was thinking, I just got lucky or I'm so smart. 
And then when it came to the Lord's stuff, he goes, I don't need you, priest. I'm just going to go stroll in there, open that curtain up there. Hey, that's the Ark of the Covenant. That's cool. Let me burn a little incense, right? Remember, it killed Aaron's two sons when they came in with the wrong kind. Supposed to go in with red candles. They went in with white. You know, it's not, it wasn't that, but it was, the incense wasn't right. Look what happened. It's not for you, Uzziah, to burn the incense. Look at that. They declared. This is not a little tiny story. Look what was happening. That's all the work for the priest alone. The sons of Aaron are consecrated. Get out. You've trespassed and the Lord's not going to honor you. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Like I was telling you about that wasp was chasing that guy. Watch what gets after Mr. Uzziah here. Oh my gosh. Uzziah was furious. Oh, he refused to set down the incense burner. Holding on to it. But look, suddenly leprosy appeared on his forehead. Ever seen, what is it? Temple of Doom with Harrison Ford. Some of those guys were in Sunday school. They knew about this stuff. Okay. When Azariah and the others saw it, okay, see, he was, Azariah was a priest, they rushed him out. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> it's like that guy with that wasp. In fact, he himself was so anxious to get out of there. Whoa. Because the Lord had struck him. Anyway, King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death, and he lived in isolation, cut off from his people and from the temple. His son, here's the time frame, Jotham took over at that point. And became vice-regent in charge of all the king's affairs. Anyway, look at that. Last verse, we'll stop. The other details of Uzziah's reign from first to last are recorded in the prophet. I've heard of that guy. And you'll see those in the book of Isaiah. When Uzziah died, he was buried in the royal cemetery, even though he was a leper. And his son Jotham took over as the new king. What's the takeaway here? Well, it's pretty obvious. This guy doing his own thing. He wasn't thankful to the Lord. He's doing whatever he wanted to do and got him in trouble. Prior to that, he did what the Lord wanted him to. It was great. It's easy. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. These histories laid out for us. It's not fables and fairy tales, but these things actually happen. That helps us today. So, Father, if we're not feeling good, we know you'll take care of our bodies. You've made them. You can fix them. Same thing's true financially. Look at all the money that came into Jerusalem. Look what you did. You blessed them for serving you. That's what we're going to do, too. You'll take care of us financially. And if it's something else, some other big problem, no matter what it is, uh, you'll take care of that. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep details and tell others when they ask us, hey, why are you so blessed? What's going on? And we can tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, there's a couple of kings right there, wasn't it?